0: Welcome to the X Men Task Podcast. My name is Willie Simpson. My name is Sonia Rapaport. And today we are discussing the episode Reunion, Part One, the twenty-fifth episode overall, the twelfth episode of season two, the penultimate episode of the second season of the X Men Task Podcast. Sonia, we have a special guest today, don't we?
1: I love that word, penultimate. <laughs> and yes, we do. Hello, uh, would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Hey, everybody,
2: I'm Dash Coombs. Uh, I'm a knucklehead that is friends with <laughs> William Sonya.
0: Here I am. <laughs> Dash, we are so happy to have you here to discuss uh, the X-Men uh, Task show. I am so stoked. Oh, cool. I was a big
2: fan of this show when I was a kid. So super duper into it. But I-, I haven't seen it since... Then, since the early 90s, this is the first episode I've watched and
0: in how decades. Hold, how does it hold up? Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> Pristine. <laughs> well, hold those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, before we go, just to, just to give us a few more memories of uh, that you had of the show growing up as a kid in the 90s, you know. Oh, man. Any well, other cartoons my, you like My
2: thing? mother still makes fun of me for um, the theme song lyrics that I would make up (laughs) on the spot while watching the show. And here they are! (laughs) It was very rudimentary, but I would just sort of sing the character's name as they appeared, like Wolverine.
0: You know it's like, even more, like, I'm not saying that's pathetic, but what I did that is... Please don't. That's all I have. It, it's more pathetic. is like, when I was in my early 20s, I, like, binged the West Wing. I just got wet. Whi- <laughs> no. Yeah. And I would sing the characters, uh, well, not their names, the actors' names during the, the West Wing theme song, too, in my head. Oh, wow.
2: So we have the same sickness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I can't even remember the theme song, now, but, you know, Martin Shee! You know, right? <laughs> the, sort of to the X-Men theme. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so Reunion, part one. The penultimate episode, so I mean, your favorite word um, of season two, what a long, crazy road it's been. <laughs> and, and so, essentially, uh, you know, we started watching this episode and we saw the kick-ass recap, uh, the previously on X-Men uh, introduction, and basically it was all, like, what Professor X and Magneto have been up to in the Savage Land this whole season. So um, to catch people up, in case this is their first episode or they don't remember, um, the uh, Professor X and Magneto were summoned to Antarctica for some reason. Antarctica, as Professor X likes to pronounce it. Um, excuse me. Uh, we had a lot of beer and pizza. There might be a lot of burping. I apologize. <laughs> um, and so you know, it was all trapped by Mister Sinister, uh, and so they've they were captured in the in Antarctica. Uh, surprise! Surprise! Has a secret place called the Savage Land, which is like this humid jungle where dinosaurs and cavemen still exist, and other sort of like ig- uh, extinct beasts yeah. from the, three
2: horns from and, millions uh, of years ago, saber <laughs> right?
0: Triceratops yeah. and brontosauruses and things. So they've been, and and the thing about them being trapped there, um, they don't have their powers. Uh, uh, we learned why in this episode, and we, um, but. As a weird uh, consequence of them not having their powers, Professor X's paralyzed legs, his shattered spine, is suddenly healed.
2: <laughs> Miraculously. Yeah, and
0: he can walk around. So he's not, like, he's not being carried on Magneto's back or something. <laughs> um... So that's an interesting detail. So they've been, in the entirety of Season 2, the X-Men have been on their own in New York on their various adventures, while Professor X Magneto, uh, Magneto the villain, of course, but now reluctantly teamed up with Professor X's friends. So that's what the situation is. And now, uh, basically, we're going to get the thrilling conclusion of like, the storyline. Will the X-Men find Professor X? Uh, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. Will they ever get out of this savage land? Right, this savage land. Right. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it start. the episode starts with, um, Professor X Magneto, they're doing some extreme mountain climbing. <laughs> <laughs> some, like, really dangerous, like, uh, like, cable-free scaling yeah. of really shaky rocks.
2: Some serious Tom Cruise business. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Professor X at one point has to, like, dodge, like, some falling boulders with one hand, you know. Yeah. That's... They that- don't
1: even have any carabiners with them.
0: Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, no what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the metal clips. Yeah. Oh, that's anyway. what they're called? Okay, no, I don't know, I don't know what it's called.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, um, and I thought Professor X was quite, like, limber and athletic, uh, considering he hasn't had his legs in presumably decades.
1: Yeah, it's the yeah. magic of the Savage Land.
0: Oh, so, so you're ascribing yeah. to his, like, mountain-climbing prowess? Prowess.
2: It's almost like that cool uh, wheelchair device that he's in is just sort of like massaging his muscles (laughs) in there at all times, keeping the atrophy away. yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right, his legs never were atrophied because of that nice wheelchair, yeah. The sharper image. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So they're climbing this mountain. They re- the, the whole purpose of that is that they're trying to reach the ship that Professor X arrived in. Um, he said, I had a feeling that it survived the crash. <laughs> and Magneto says that's a miracle and uh, surprise it has uh, survived. Um, but it's at this moment they – just when they're about to be safe, they're ambushed by the mutates. Um Sonia or Dash? uh,
2: Oh, I'm I'm so excited to see this in person, Sonia, if you would.
1: (laughs) Please describe. Are we talking about Amphibious? Yes.
2: Our favorite mutate, Amphibious. Our favorite
1: slurping mutate? Yeah. (laughs) Well, the creepiest thing about Amphibious is that he has these muscular man legs that (laughs) do not match his frog body. Uh, nor his slurping voice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like his one line where he says, we were going to leave you here to perish like the ducks you are. (laughs) I forget what the context of that was, but... Yeah. he, He has, like... He's a joke a minute amphibious. Right.
1: Well, as you pointed out while we were watching, he does have like a disproportionate amount of the dialogue from the Mutates. Like it's most it mostly goes to him, which yeah. like
0: right on why? for the production team. They knew that he was <laughs> he's the funniest character to listen to.
1: <laughs> he's had my attention
0: for 25 years now. <laughs> he's held my attention, I should say. Um and there's some other mutant series. There's that like uh like four or six arm guy we've seen before in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget we, we named him in a previous episode. I can't I can't remember his name right now. It's okay. He looks like a barbarian or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there's like some there's Vertigo who makes a return. Mm-hmm. Right. She's wears straight a, out of swing in London. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like in this really like fashionable sixties go go cut of a dress. Mm-hmm. Um and she has the power of like of disseminating like really like, uh, groovy concentric circles (laughs) of, like, vomitous vertigo-ness. I don't know. Is that a good description?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... (laughs) Right, it's, she like shoots out kaleidoscope-like mm. circles that cause you to be super nauseous and, right, yeah. and get the sensation of vertigo. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's there. And um, like a Wendigo? Story. I know there's, yeah. another,
2: there's a hero
0: called Wendigo.
2: I, I well, he was think... also a villain, too. Maybe he's just a villain. I, I don't feel know, like he's probably really... crossed over. But I, I feel like this isn't that it's character.
1: No, I don't okay, it's okay. someone yeah, else. I, it's hard to imagine how that would be used for good and not evil. But...
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. so you're talking about this like white, wolfy guy. Yeah, that, He's kind yeah, of in yeah. the inferior mold, because he also is just wearing really tight underpants, right. and nothing else. Right, and he gets
2: else. no lines. No, yeah, no, no lines,
0: yeah. And then, I think that's it, yeah. So that's the, the team of mutates that, uh, they ambush Professor X and Magneto, so they can't escape the Savage Land, um...
2: And they're, they, they want to take them to the Master. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So,
0: and we know the Master is Mr. Sinister. I mean, it's not, they, they play it up in this episode like it's some big reveal. <laughs> well, I guess because Professor X doesn't know who Mr. Sinister is yet, or who the Master is. Mm-hmm. Um,. Uh, and and Dash, it just I just I can't uh, forget about this Professor X line you reminded me of, where he's talking to Magneto and he says, "There's so much I don't know about this savage lad." <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's so funny about that? <laughs> it really tickles me. <laughs> it, it's like something out of like a '50s movie, maybe just the way right, someone yeah. would describe something like that. But um, I don't know. That that's a uh, that's just a funny line. I thought. Um, so, anyway, they're captured uh, again. It's like the whole – what's happened to them this whole season is that every time Professor X and Magneto are about to, like, get somewhere, they're confronted by these mutate people. And right. They just have to make a daring escape. This time, they can't make an escape. Well, not right away anyway. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Anyway – Because watching from the bushes is their next savior, right? Right. right. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. But let's hold on that Oh, okay. Ooh. Right. That's right. Um, Oh, actually, I wanted to mention, like, part of them being ambushed, they're attacked by uh, what Magneto proclaims are Skyriders, And they're basically, like, cavemen dudes from the Savage Land that are riding pterodactyls. Mm -hmm. Now, I had the thought that, I thought, like, what a shame it is that pterodactyls went extinct. Because in the Savage Land universe, they were tamed by humans to ride. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if pterodactyls didn't go extinct, I wonder if humans could have tamed them in like reality. <laughs> and we could have had like the horse of the sky for thousands of years. And that would have like changed the course of human events. Guys, your thoughts on this? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Sonya had a strong opinion. I
1: just want to disagree with that sentiment. I do not think that it would have gone very well because... They wouldn't be like exclusively domesticated animals, right? Like, I'm thinking about them as like larger versions of birds of prey.
2: Oh, right. Right? So it'd be terrifying. Oh, yeah.
1: It could be both, is the (laughs) thing. So,
2: like, turkeys would rip our throats out if they were a little bit bigger.
1: Okay, well,
0: (laughs) so, I mean, that's half, that would be half of the story. The other half would be some brave. Like ancient peoples would go to a pterodactyl nest on a tall mountain yeah. and steal some eggs and raise them from birth.
1: Oh, you've been watching that movie about Mongolian uh, eagle hunters, no?
0: No. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> but please go on.
1: <laughs> I, I just intuited it somehow. <laughs> Well, that's what I was imagining. It's like there's eagles out in the wild, and like if you're much smaller than the eagle, like you know, a rodent or something, like those eagles are terrifying, right? You know, they're like really brutal hunters, right? So, like, so
0: we'd be but rodents to the pterodactyls. It's
1: possible. That's all I'm saying.
0: So it'd be a world where you'd have both domesticated pterodactyls and like really scary (laughs) ones that snatch your baby. (laughs) It sounds like a nightmare either way. Either way, it's interesting. (laughs) So. I don't know. I just think that would be cool, though, if pterodactyls were domesticated. like, And you could ride them around. At, like, how far could they fly them? Would they have discovered new lands you know, sooner than we did? And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's the whole opening. Uh, and then we cut to back the X-Men. Uh, they're flying around the Blackbird as they do. And they get uh, uh, some kind of desperate message from our old pal Morph. Um, who's been sort of out in the wild, too, this season as well. We've discovered in the season that Morph was not killed. Mr. Sinister saved his life uh, after the X-Men thought him dead. Uh, but uh, now Morph has sent some kind of kind of desperate message to the X-Men, and they fly off to some somewhere, uh, and they discover that Morph is, like, having this one-man show at like a in, like, a carnival. Uh, Dash, do you, <laughs> do you want to go into this a little bit? I... I... I,
2: I was is was it all a ruse? Not to get too ahead, but all of a sudden, Morph... Uh, and he's going by Murph, the
0: cleverest. <laughs> Just change it by he's one letter.
2: Got him. He's passing himself off as this human named Murph who is performing some sort of one-man show at a carnival, a production of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where seemingly it's a... Four-minute play where he <laughs> I think drinks like a, the potion and then, with his powers, can transform. Yeah, it's into like a it's
0: like a real short one-man show, like just like the, the famous scene from Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh, I thought he was like, like you've a, never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: but he's in a circus tent and stuff, right? Yeah, so I thought it was like the freak show. You know, it's like they do oh, one act. Oh,
0: that's yeah. And then
1: like he goes off stage, and then there's like the whatever yeah. snake charmer, or something. right? Right. Comes on and
0: but like, this is a fan. This is a pretty. It's a little fancier than a freak show.
1: Yeah. This it just got could be fancy. Why not?
0: Yeah. Do they have like Shakespearean or Edwardian style acting?
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe they're really holding out for uh, Hank McCoy to come do a number from <laughs> yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that would be <laughs> his. That's funny. Yeah,
0: that would be his other job if yeah. things didn't go quite as well for him. He'd be reciting Shakespeare as the Beast. See this yeah. Beast yeah. recite Shakespeare. But, um, yeah, so he's doing this one-man show. Yeah. and Wolverine for- sniffs him out right, right away. Yeah. Like,
2: there he is. And
0: Wolverine just wants to grab him off the stage. But Cy- <laughs> Cyclops has the, the, uh, the presence of mind to let him finish his performance. Yeah, I want to see
2: how this plays
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no I, I don't think that. I think, yeah, maybe he's never seen it before. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but Cyclops is a little less rude than Wolverine. Um, but also it's seen that the show is quite popular. Uh, The people are really... Yeah, big turnout. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. packed tent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another detail I picked up for the first time ever, I never noticed this before, is that they're in Australia... They fly all the way to Australia, which is a long flight, uh, <laughs> um, and because and they don't even mention it. I don't think, but we see in the like background of this carnival that there's like kangaroos and koalas. Yeah. So that was like a little subtle detail I never noticed. Yeah, one clue. Yeah, one clue. That's it's weird. I
1: wonder why it had to be there. Like you don't meet any characters that are Australian. Nobody no, is like speaking with an that, accent. There is
0: one. One. One of Mister Sinister's goons we meet in a minute, oh. like the the goopy purple man. Uh huh. He speaks with an Australian accent. Oh. So this is like a homecoming for him. It's
1: just but like <laughs> it just seems like why?
0: Like, you know what okay, I, I just realized why because Morph has been traveling the ends of the earth sort of uh-huh. to like find himself. Um, when we last saw him, uh, I think Wolverine was tracking him down in the Amazon rainforest. So Morph's really just like
1: uh, like yeah.
0: globe trotting to yeah. like get away from the the brain damage Mr. Sinister has done done to him. It
2: must be hard to find yourself when you're a shapeshifter. Yeah. Know. Like who, yeah. who am I?
0: And speaking of shapeshifters, um we kind of mentioned it too, but I was, I think like best actors would be shapeshifters. Like if you're like if if you're a mutant actor, you can make it in this world as a shapeshifter. That'd be really your versatility would be through the roof. Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: Or it would make you like a bad actor because you're relying on your shape shifting too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'd use it as a crutch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, morphs giving a performance. Uh, the X Men visit him backstage, and he's like, "Be quiet, you idiots! You're being watched." And Wolverine's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> we would never be stalked." <laughs> and it and um it's at that moment that Wolverine sort of grabs from under the, underneath the tent by that uh, stretchy goopy man, and he's like, he sticks his claws in the ground for like dear life not to be dragged away. But I thought that was kind of funny, too. It's like, Wolverine, you're only just being dragged outside. You're not, like, being dragged into the pits of hell. You know what I'm talking eh, I, well, he He's slowing that. it down. Okay, yeah, yeah that's true. He's, he's, he's just taken by surprise. Mm.
2: That's just instinct, too, I think. If right. You've got kitty cat claws. You're
0: gonna, <laughs> yeah. like, dig him in whenever.
1: <laughs> like.
2: All right, fine. I just thought it was a
0: little, like, he was struggling a little too hard, you know, to stay in this one room as opposed to the great outdoors. Anyway, fine. Guys. <laughs> Um, so they tangle with Mr. Sinister. He he was ambushing. Uh, Morph was used as a pawn in this case. Like, um, and we, it's revealed that Morph's, like, he's torn. Uh, he he seems to be regaining some of his, like, mental freedom, but he's also still being controlled by Mr. Sinister. He, Mr. Sinister, Sinister has this button on his arm pad that he presses and attacks Morph's mind and makes him evil. Um, you know, whenever it's convenient. So... Uh, It's an ambush At first the X-Men are pretty good at finding them Cyclops does a pretty good job Just blasting the shit out of everybody (laughs) Um, And as we pointed out in a previous episode uh, Mr. Sinister is kind of invulnerable Except to Cyclops' optic blasts. So we see Cyclops take charge He's blowing everyone away But then I guess at the last minute um, They're overtaken uh, Morph backstabs them And uh, uh, Jean Grey is captured so, uh, and this is like one of the funniest moments to me I always remember. This, this is a, something I noticed as a kid. that It's not just a snarky, like, you know, adult man child observation. <laughs> Was that so? Gene Gray is being captured on Mr. Sinister's, like, really impressive jet, which who knows how he got that. Um, it's like organic yeah. almost. Yeah. It, it opens up. It looks like it's yeah. got a rib it cage in it. Oh, the, yeah. the door opens closes and it's,
2: got, it's like skin closing up. And it's, it's really strange. It's a, yeah. ni-
0: it's a nice magenta color, which you can't get in jets that much these days. <laughs> um, Your bio jets? Yeah, like. yeah a biogenetic te- techno jet. Um, anyway, Gene Gray's... Ca- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Gene Gray's captured, the jet's flying away, Cyclops is like, no, Gene! He rips off his sunglasses and starts shooting this plane that's flying at like 400 miles an hour and he hits it you know he causes damage to the wing and he keeps shooting at it but cyclops bro uh, <laughs> your woman is on this plane like one more hit it's just it's either exploding or crashing in a way that you cannot save jean yeah, gray no way. Like, he is not thinking straight he is too filled with rage and you know but he doesn't you know of course doesn't mention it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and wolverine does his best to calm him down so, but I just thought that moment always just stuck out to me that Cyclops endangered Jean Grey's life more than Mister Sinister was in that moment. So, funny moment, Sonya, you're looking at me funny. Funny moment. Funny <laughs> okay, moment. okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, so now um, back to the jungle. Uh, this is where we meet uh, Kazar. Now, Caesar's this blonde-haired, muscular jungle man. He's got this uh, saber-tooth tiger uh, named Zebu, who is like almost like as intelligent as uh, like a person. You know, this saber-tooth tiger can seemingly understand like everything that Kazar is talking about.
2: That's the, it, from what I vaguely remember. He got blasted with something, some either mist or a ray or, you know, one of those things you can get blasted with oh. in the Marvel Universe, and he's got, like, basically human intelligence. Wow! Yeah. Oh, that's
0: interesting. I mean, I, I yeah, I had read a few, like, Issues of the X Men in the Savage Land. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, never came across that detail. Oh, that's interesting. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's Zabu really, rules. Yeah, Zabu <laughs> yeah. rules. Kazar is real lucky to have him. Yeah, he's like the <laughs> ultimate well, dog. Because
1: <laughs> Kazar doesn't have any like mutant abilities, right? He's just like an extremely strong human.
0: Yeah, he's just like yeah, he's a really the Tarzan of yeah, the Marvel, Marvel. universe. Yeah. yeah, he's Tarzan. Yeah, okay. that's a good way of putting him. Putting it. Uh, So, anyway, uh, Kazar and Zabu notice that Professor X and Magneto are being led away in chains by these mutates, and he does an ambush. Um, It's revealed that Kazar has his own business with Magneto. Uh, You know, basically, Magneto has revealed throughout the course of the season and this episode that he's been doing experiments and other weird things in the Savage Land himself years ago, and he's made a lot of enemies there, including Kazar. So, Kazar wants his own revenge on Magneto, so that so he takes it upon himself. He rustles up a bunch of the Triceratops, who as Dash you mentioned, he calls them three horns. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> and they they lead a Triceratops ambush on this mutate party. They rescue Professor X, and Magneto, but uh, Kazar quickly says, "I'm not here to rescue you," and shoves a dagger in Magneto's face. And um, it's it's there that you know we're filled in more in this backstory uh, that uh, Magneto's long. You know dark history here in the savage land and and it's also um you know it it's sort of revealed in this moment too that uh Kezar's wife uh, Shauna, has been kidnapped, uh, which we saw in the previous episode. Um, so I'm doing a lot of plot explaining, guys. <laughs> this is like a, this episode is action packed. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, of things they're really
2: everything's coming to a head. Yeah, they're tying up all the. They're loose not ends. messing around whatsoever.
0: Yeah, um, and, and oh, and this is where amphibious. Once Professor X and Magneto escaped my favorite amphibious line in the entire show's history. He goes. <laughs> The master will not be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that to Sonia, like, casually. Like, I forget the, the context in which I say that to her at times. <laughs> but, like, waiting for a dinner to
2: come yeah.
0: And and deliver. <laughs> it's yeah. It's taking too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. If, like, you know, like, we haven't paid our bills on time. Yeah. <laughs> Something of the, that nature. Um, another weird detail, uh, I want to bring up, uh, Professor X's eyebrows, uh, never I never talked about... I cannot
1: believe this is the first time that we're discussing his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> we got into so much detail about, like, all the costumes and the weird, like, colors and all the things. His eyebrows are, like, to me, like, one of the most distinguishing features of his face.
2: Easily, yeah.
1: Easily. And, uh, they're crazy. And he's not the only one that has them, if you notice.
0: No? Who? Who else?
1: Storm has those eyebrows oh, sometimes. Yeah. Like various characters like get those eyebrows in certain scenes and they <laughs> get,
0: like like real pencil drawn eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, they really
1: like slope down well, in the center. That's a good question. I think it conveys seriousness.
0: Does Professor X have alopecia, maybe? I mean he's completely bald, right? So maybe he draws on his own eyebrows. Well, are they
2: are they even hair or is it just the way his skull, <laughs> like the shadow of his skull and skin? Yeah, right. Those—that's what forms
0: his brows. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he is like completely, completely bald. I think so. Wow, that's interesting. No, I think he has eyebrows. <laughs> I, I don't think they're just really wisps. Thin. Yeah, of
2: super long.
0: Yeah, gross hair. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that was a fun diversion. Um, <laughs> it uh, was funny. Completely irre- irre- irrelevant to anything we're discussing here. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, despite Kazar hitting Magneto, they agree to team up to rescue uh, Kazar's wife. Um, and, uh, and so, this, so they're going to raid the Citadel. There's a Citadel in the middle of the Shadowlands, uh, Savage Land, not the Shadowlands, <laughs> that's something else. Uh, in the middle of the Savage Land, uh, I like how Khazar draws like the Citadel in the dirt. Yeah. And then like Zabu comes over to like see what's going on with this plan. <laughs> He's like, gather around everybody, yeah. you two Zabu. Zabu,
2: you're running point out there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Zabu, you're gonna enter from coordinate X. Yeah. <laughs> Zabu's like, Yep, alright. Yeah, yeah, He's it. like, what if they're Skyriders? <laughs> um Anyway, so they're gonna raid the Citadel, uh and um they're riding like some ra the Citadel is like Built in the middle of, like, a very tiny island in the middle of a lake. Yeah. Um, Magneto, so it turns out Magneto built it. And he said, I had great plans for the Savage Land. Like, who knows what those plans were? I mean, I guess probably making, like, another mutant paradise or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's always his goal. Like, he, you know, later in the show and in the comics, he has Asteroid M. Which he makes as a haven for mutants. Do you know what Asteroid M is? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's like that asteroid. I for right. <laughs> well, he builds his own asteroid in outer space. It's pretty cool. Anyway, another underrated power of Magneto is he can like fly in space. By himself, he just like. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think you see him that. do that. Like he just makes a magnetic bubble around himself and like mm. shoots off into the sure. orbit. Mm. <laughs> Magneto's pretty cool. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: he has got a lot of power. I, I won't. True.
2: I won't debate you. on All right, that. Yeah. He is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, as they're uh, riding to the citadel, um, uh, Professor X is a very uh, a very heady line for a kid's show that I always appreciated. He says, uh, Magneto's saying, I had great, uh, plans for the Savage Land. And, uh, Professor X says, uh, the ambitions of powerful men usually bring strife to those that they would improve. Which is, you know, a very true statement that, like, um, you know, people who are really up their own butts (laughs) (laughs) with changing the world often turn into, like, horrible supervillains, you know, Mm -hmm. despite their own intentions. So, um, uh, so that so they're so that's what's going on as they're uh, raiding the space and then Kazar like burns Magneto with like a real like, <laughs> yeah. insult too like Magneto is like not getting any love from anybody yeah, like, yeah what yeah, is he yeah. do you remember what he says and he, he says something yeah. like uh, oh uh uh, I think Magneto Professor X says, there's a chill wind in the air tonight. <laughs> and Kazar says, not as chill as the wind that's been blowing since Magneto was last here. <laughs> and Magneto just, like, stares sh- daggers into yeah. Kazar's face. I think that was right after
2: Kazar uh, <laughs> got a mean brontosaurus
0: to run away. That was like,
1: amazing. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah,
0: yeah. He goes,
1: I! Yeah. <laughs> the brontosaurus like, perks up. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta go. Time to go. <laughs> My meeting. Like. Yeah. is real connected with the animals in, in this jungle. Um, anyway, uh, the their raid on the citadel is a complete disaster. Yeah, right away. Yeah. <laughs> they, Magneto thinks they have some secret entrance that's going to give them an advantage, but really, all the villains are just waiting for them in the lobby of yeah. this one place. <laughs> <laughs> like, where else would they be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Magneto's so surprised that they're there. He's <laughs> like, what? you're in the one room. <laughs> um, so uh, that happens. So Magneto and Professor X are captured yet again for like the 20th time this season. Um, Kazar quickly just runs away. Yeah. Um,
2: they got uh, the baby man shows up. Well, yeah, to, so tell us okay. about who comes. Oh, w- what he? you. Uh, a voice from behind <laughs> them <laughs> appears and. Um, they, they turn around, you know, he's yeah. like one of the, those classic villain voices like, you're yeah. Fools. Yeah. You're, are you, are you fools, you're you fools, i yeah I was about to say, not gonna do the voice <laughs> and they turn around and there's this really sassy baby man <laughs> called Brainchild. <laughs> yes, Is it? Yeah. yeah, cause he's got like a no, very no. strange
0: body it's pronounced Brain Child <laughs> <laughs> thank <laughs> you, he <laughs> rolls those R's yes, I, if I could do it I would right. no. So, yeah, so Brainchild captures him. Professor X thinks that he's the master. Right. And Brainchild is not having that. He's like, how dare you? And it turns out uh, the master, of course, is Mr. Sinister. And Mr. Sinister explains how their powers have been drained this whole time. He's used a piece of Sauron, this pterodactyl guy, his tissue, uh, to suppress all the powers with some you know, satellite broadcasting his DNA somehow through radio waves. And everyone else is protected with these, like, snazzy white belts. Um, uh, At this point, Morph, again, like, has a change of heart. He starts shooting at Mr. Sinister, but he's quickly captured, and they're chained against the wall in this weird sex coven (laughs) that I think is going on here.
1: Chains that are not chains. They're, like, Vines. Like Slimy. intelligent slime vines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Voice-activated slime vines Gross. that come through the wall. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Sauron then takes over Professor X's mind. Uh, so for the purposes of sending the X-Men a video message saying to meet them in the Savage Land which I feel like if you just sent the X-Men like a message from Mr. Sinister or whoever even yeah, Brainchild, okay. I have them yeah. you better come and get here's them the <laughs> they still come yeah. you didn't need to take over his mind yeah. and, and to the point of almost killing him because Morph says you're destroying him Yeah. which again is the you know they, they really are reluctant to say murder or kill in this show right yeah, yeah they, they, but
1: we all understand end by now. That's the code for, right. like...
0: Uh, savagely killing somebody.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was funny watching this, you know, seeing the the action and the violence, how it was... Played out for children, like even early yeah. in the episode when the Skywriters come at them, they make sure when Professor X gets the better of them and like throws rocks at them, they they fall in the water, they're okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're right. yeah. nobody
2: died yeah. or anything well, we, like we've that. have seen that
0: like rocks are, are not that big of an opponent of the X Men because oftentimes many characters get crushed with piles of rocks or just walls from buildings, yeah. and they emerge okay. Like e- even in one episode, we saw Storm, who's got no super strength, she's buried under an avalanche of rocks and she comes out relatively unscathed so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's something yeah. in, the, in the, the mineral content in this X-Men universe that's not quite as <laughs> d- d- you know rocky as it is in the real world um
2: yeah. So the X-Men get the message, they, they, duh, know it's a
0: trap <laughs> yeah. right away. I, but I love that scene setting it up, so, you know, half the X-Men are at the mansion, the other half are coming back from Australia, <laughs> and they, like, they, and Jubilee's like, hey guys, how's it going? And they just ignore her. And, and Cyclops and Beast have this, like, beat where they stare at each other's face, and they're like, Dash, you want do with me? Oh, wait, what, what was the line? I can't remember. I'll just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we have to talk. <laughs> They say that at the same time and it's like serious business time. Yeah. They pile into the jet. No, I the
1: think jet. it's we need to talk, which oh, is like okay. a very small shade of a difference. But right, it's like yeah. isn't that like the code word for like we're about to break Oh
0: down Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we saw yeah. some shit in Australia, my girlfriend's kidnapped I had enough being an X man. Yeah. <laughs> it's over, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Professor X has been gone for two months. <laughs> Mut- the world hates mutants.
1: It just hit like such an adult level. <laughs>
0: yeah. So the X Men are off. Like things, shit's getting real exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fly out. I mean, and man, like the jet lag on Wolverine and Cyclops. At least they just flew. Doesn't phase them. No, it doesn't phase yeah. them. Yeah. But I mean, I just
2: well, Wolverine, I guess would he
0: probably can't get jet lag. That's right. His healing factor. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, actually, I'm, I'm sorry to go so far back, but that reminds me, he has this fantastic line early in the episode. When they're going to see uh-huh. morph, where they they get the message, <laughs> yeah. and it's like if that's not morph, I'll eat the
0: blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need more like dialogue from Wolverine, just like traveling, like yeah. things he might say. It's like because that just made me think. Like, I feel like if I had healing factor, I'd just be constantly bragging to people. Like, you know what? I would never get jet lag. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably could eat the black bird yeah. without much yeah. trouble it would be, would be presume, painful be, right? he feels pain yeah he would, he'd shit that out very painfully piece by piece <laughs> but, is, but it w- ultimately would not affect him yeah right? stomach and colon would repair itself you know, <laughs> if he choked on the Wolverine's pe- so cool yeah <laughs> I feel like other stuff he might say is like, you know how I smoke many cigars? Yeah. I never get lung cancer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what a bragging right!
0: Like all the little stuff in life that he just, it's like, you know when I stub my toe doesn't like, yeah. it just hurts for like a split second.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like when I get out of bed in the morning, sometimes I just jump out the window and fall <laughs> on my neck and it just heals in one minute. <laughs> it's honestly, it's like it's so much <laughs> easier than just going down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like oh, and the other thing, I mean, his bones don't break because they're covered in adamantium, too. So he doesn't even have right. to wait for his bones to heal. You know, so that's like yeah. part of it, too. It's like, he, you know, he's had a long, interesting life. It's like, yeah. the, you know, the other thing, really I hurts. really, I'm 290 years old, but I look like I'm 40. <laughs> I do not have to rub lotion in my skin. <laughs> I never get sunburned when oh, I go to man. The beach.
2: He's got too many pounds. He should be bragging more. That'd be funny. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he kind of. Well, I don't know. I mean, this line is funny also because it's like. He's not saying it to anybody. He's kind of making a bet with himself. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why people are just so annoyed
2: with him all the time. <laughs> yeah, everybody has just stopped listening to Wolverine completely.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's like I never get food poisoning. All right, anyway. <laughs> you know, I've never once gotten diarrhea. <laughs> all right, that's enough. Um, so this episode ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, the X Men are finally going to save their, their old pal, Professor X. Um, and uh, so that's how it ends. So um, any last thoughts on this episode, uh, ladies and gentlemen?
1: Action-packed.
0: Action-packed, yeah. Yes! I, yeah, I'm very excited yeah. for the conclusion. Yeah, I, I, pins and so needles. much has already gone on, and I know even more is about to happen. <laughs> yes, right, yeah. So we're all on pins and needles for what happens next week, which will is uh, aptly called Reunion Part 2. Um, it's at this point in the podcast I'd like to remind everyone to uh, subscribe to us if you haven't already. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, five stars. It really goes a long way to uh, uh, increasing the visibility of uh, the show on iTunes. It's so easy to do, too. It, re- it, it, <laughs> I,
2: it took me 90 seconds to do it. And look, now I'm a guest on the show. Yeah, see what?
0: The perks of being nice to us. We'll put you on.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you like this show, it's it's the barest minimum you could do to support it.
0: Oh, you that's, should. That's so nice of you to say. Um, also, if you like the show, uh, you can reach out and talk to us on the X-Men Task Podcast Facebook group. Um, we are quite uh, willing to talk to anyone who says anything. <laughs> so we're like an open book. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Willie Simpson. Dash, do you have anything you'd like to plug or throw uh, yourself out there and yeah, 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 yeah. I,
2: uh, I play in a hot rock and roll band oh, called right. Secretary Legs. Uh, we've Good got name. some music online. We, we'll, we have a new album coming out in like a month or so, but there's other stuff you can check out. Uh, I'm very proud of it. You should you should find us online. Don't just Google Secretary Legs, though, because that <laughs> makes sure you add bands in there, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> or, for, you know, whatever you want to do. But yeah, Secretary Legs, that's
0: across all the social medias. Well, ho- well hopefully with uh, a podcast like this, your band's going to get so famous that when oh, Secretary yeah. Legs is Google in the future, Bird, baby. it's not <laughs> even going like, to be a question. <laughs> <laughs> Number one search. Um, uh, oh, yeah, if you like rock music, check uh, us out. And which we do, so uh, we, we will do. be uh, checking that out. Um, Sonia, do you have anything you would like to plug? <laughs> <laughs> just more of MPBS yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we get lots more of him in the next episode.
1: The master will be pleased.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to eat soup dumplings for some reason. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's all I got for this episode. I would just like to say good night to everybody. Good night. Good night.